All right, so. So, buddy boy. Are you I trying am... to flex your dishwasher in front of me or something? <laughs> That's not what that picture was meant to be. That picture was meant to highlight the mess of boxes that are around. Uh, but yes, I, I'm currently oh. recording from uh, the new apartment that Aaron and I have in San Francisco. We just mm. finished moving her out of her old apartment yesterday. Uh, not all my stuff is here yet, so I'm currently at Aaron's standing desk that we set up a couple of hours ago. However, I would not be standing here if it weren't for uh, two wonderful facilities people who came in and replaced a lot of stuff to get our electricity in the living room working again. Oh god! They were here for about two hours fixing it. Because uh, over the weekend, I think it was, I don't know, whatever the first night that we were kind of hanging out here and I had set up a monitor and speaker so we could watch a TV show. You know, everything was kind of working fine. And then uh, later, like everything seemed fine. And at some point I plugged in a charger into another outlet. Like we had the monitor and speakers plugged into a power strip plugged into a single outlet. I plugged a, a charger into a separate outlet and was met with sparks. And then as I pulled mm-hmm. it out, you could still hear a like crackling in the outlet. Uh-oh. And uh, uh, soon thereafter, it also caused all the lights or the, or the lamp that was plugged into a totally separate outlet in the living room to start flashing. So something was clearly wrong. Uh, later on, Aaron plugged the lamp in to the outlet that it was plugged into before and that caused sparking in the outlet that was originally kind of crackling and sparkling. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually, I think it was the next morning, I had like plugged in my computer to charge it. And as I was in the bathroom, I heard some sort of popping type noise. And all the all the outlets in the living room were completely dead. So, <laughs> so all that was broken. Aaron put in a little work order on the on the website, and. A facilities person showed up around 1.30, and I explained the situation to her, and she was very nice. And when I when I explained this sort of sparking phenomenon, she said, cool, yeah, we should be able to hopefully just replace that outlet, and that should be good. So I'm just going to go run down and grab one right now and come back up and change it, right? Mm-hmm. So she comes. So she gets that. She She comes back up and is replacing the outlet, and in the midst of replacing it, I think the specifics of the wire gauges or something were just kind of a little wonky. Like the outlet that she had picked up didn't quite match what she was expecting or something. So mm-hmm. she got a coworker who was uh, more comfortable um, with the with the wiring in the building to come up and help. And so they were kind of going back and forth and doing all this stuff. And eventually, they got the outlet to where they thought was, you know, properly connected up. And, you know, she had showed me the prior outlet and how there was a burn mark on the backside of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so they replaced the outlet. They flipped the breaker back on. No dice. And it wasn't working still. And, and they were getting super confused mm-hmm. because both when the facility, the initial facilities worker had first showed up and throughout this entire process, whenever the breaker was on, they used a little some little tool that they shoved into the outlet to check whether there was power running through it. And apparently mm-hmm. there was. That's what their tool told them, but nothing that we plugged in worked. Um, so eventually, the the guy who had come up to help 
starts digging into it more and and they learn that whatever spark had occurred to kind of burn the outlet out had apparently emanated a bit deeper and around the outlet there were other wires that were sort of like burned and melded together or something is is how she explained it so all of a sudden they are getting out more wires and doing even more replacement but just a little over two hours after it was all after it all started they uh they fixed it they turned the breaker on and our lamp turned on and i now have a whole bunch of stuff plugged into a power strip after we set up aaron's desk and everything seems to be working totally fine right now so yeah it was, it was quite an experience to start off jesus christ it sounds <laughs> like you were like a quarter of a centimeter away from having an electrical fire uh i mean that's possible Luckily, at this particular stage, we had not unpacked even close enough to having a bunch of stuff around the um, outlet, but I was more aware of it today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and then we got a microwave, so our apartment is, you know, I very much like it. It's it's a big upgrade in terms of space and, um, you know, the fact that there's like an oven and stuff uh, compared to Aaron's apartment, so we both like that, but it doesn't come with a microwave. Which is not mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things where, you know, you grow up, you're used to microwaves, and you don't really even think about it until all of a sudden you don't have one, and you realize, yeah, microwaves are really nice for the things that you want to use them for. And there's lots of things that yeah. just don't have an, like, it, there's no analogy or, or, or analogous thing to be done for quick microwavable things. Um, mm-hmm. they, have, they have their place. So we bought a microwave. I unpacked it um, shortly before I sent you the picture of all the boxes. And plugged it in to one of the outlets, and that outlet wasn't working. Uh, But that's now the only outlet that we're aware of that is not working. All the others in the living room worked. I had assumed that that outlet was part of the same breaker setup that wasn't working before. But evidently, I mean, maybe it still is, but it's just the end of the um, circuit in series so that it's not affecting everything in between. Um but I, I don't actually know what's wrong, so I'm just going to have to put another work request thing, and hopefully that's another one that they can just kind of replace. Uh, yeah, so it's just been it's just been a real hoot overall. Mm-hmm. But everything's, all of Aaron's stuff is here. All the boxes are just kind of around. There's lots and lots of packages from all the stuff that we've had to purchase because we have no furniture. Uh, so mm-hmm. we unboxed our couch on Friday, uh today we got a coffee table and Aaron's desk. There's an office chair that still needs to be set up and a whole bunch of other stuff coming still. So it's just it's a nice casual process, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my weekend. A lot of shuffling back and forth with boxes in my car. But we got it done. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Has your couch arrived yet? It has not. Oh, no. <laughs> what a shame. No, that, that's not like a... I, I didn't expect it to have arrived already, so okay. it's it's still on schedule, but no, it has not arrived yet. Okay. Um, and I'm just mentally preparing myself for that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think our couch that we got was probably so far the most painless piece of furniture to put together that we've gotten for this apartment. 
mm-hmm. uh, because it was it's entirely toolless assembly. So it's just little parts nice. that slide together in metal in a kind of V-shaped mm-hmm. metal bracket, so they kind of self-support. Uh, versus the coffee table that we got was very heavy and required a lot of screw. It required glue because the top part of the top surface of the table um, was kind of connected to the legs in two ways. You first set it into wood pegs, which you glued, and then there was also mm-hmm. small brackets that you screwed in. So that that wasn't hard to put together, but it was like, this is way more tedious than it feels like it should be. You know, why can't this have been like Ikea or something? Why do we need to be using tools for all this? I feel like we've mm-hmm. reached beyond this stage in the world. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm shutting up. Uh, uh, in terms of like you know, for what for what we, I don't know, it, it was just you know a little annoying, and also it was really heavy. I wasn't expecting it to be so yeah. heavy because I haven't you know all the furniture that I've bought is particle board stuff for the most part. Uh, the mm-hmm. desk that my dad made me being really the only exception, but I've pretty much just gotten particle board things, and so it's been a long time where I, since I've dealt with something that looked like wood. And actually was as dense and heavy as wood because it was wood outside of like my parents' <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yep. so there's like this coffee table like is wood. It, it's actual wood and it's very dense and heavy uh, compared to mm-hmm. what my brain is used to these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sh- wood is like deceptively heavy. Mm-hmm. And, and and anyone you know twenty years or more ago would look at it and be like, yep, that's exactly how heavy that should be. But I look at it and yep. I'm thinking, man, that's five times heavier than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, so we started there today and that was pretty reasonable to put together. Things lined up fine. Steps were relatively straightforward. Everything was nicely labeled. The instructions were pretty clear with good diagrams. And then we get to the standing desk, uh, which had a very poor translation it was very funny reading through some of the instructions. Uh, we must, you know, I, I led us astray a couple times and, you know, put on some side brackets and rotated the wrong way, which we realized as we were about to put the, we were getting ready to put the actual desktop on. And I'm, and I'm looking at it I'm like, hey, these screw holes that look like screw holes would be drilling right into the motor. That seems kind of wrong, doesn't it? Oh, right. <laughs> that should be rotated the other way. Uh but there were also just bits of instructions that didn't make any sense or you'd have to kind of look mm-hmm. at all the things that they gave you and just sort of run backwards to Google Translate from, you know, Chinese to English to guess at what you should do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got it figured out. It's now up. It's it's now it's set up with the monitor and speakers and everything and it's cable managed. Erin was very excited to have a desk that she could cable manage. So there's a big power strip mounted with a command Velcro underneath. Mm -hmm. So there's only one cable kind of leaving the desk and everything else is sort of contained uh, between the desk service and the desk uh, immediately below. So it's pretty nice. It might inspire me to do the same thing when I have my desk here. But I also just am not as much of a command hook fiend as Aaron is. Both to... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to my detriment at times, but also to my benefit in terms of you don't have to deal with the removal of them when you move, which was uh, my task on Sunday evening was I volunteered to go back 
and remove all of the tiny, you know, like these command hooks that are the size of your pinky fingernail that we use to hang up all these Christmas mm-hmm. lights around the perimeter of the room. And I'm just going around on a chair trying to slowly remove them. And of course, a couple of them wouldn't come off. And we realized by the time I got back that I had forgotten one. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just a whole thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm at a standing desk. I'm at standing height. I feel very powerful. Wow. Actually, it's, oh, it's yeah? not even at my standing height. Let me quickly, let me raise it to my standing height because it has like a, it's one of the ones with a memory. So it has Ooh. four stage memory so it can save a standing and a sitting height for each of us. So here, let me, uh... oh yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a noise. It is. It's actually not that loud, but now I have to pull my microphone down a little bit because <laughs> it got too high. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so are you standing with a good power pose? Um, no, not really. My knees are actually kind of locked, and I'm just kind of looking pretty. I'm sure I look would look incredibly bored and not uh, <laughs> enthusiastic or charismatic to anybody looking. Aaron, can you confirm? Looking normal person at a standing desk. I look like a normal person at a person at a standing desk, says Aaron. Well, you're pretending well, Mark. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll lean. Maybe I'll lean on my elbow. You know. <laughs> Did you hear that? You gotta, you gotta put your your hand on your hip and pop the hip out. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but no, when I, uh, you know, I had a standing desk at work, and I actually am very pumped that, even though this is technically Aaron's desk, I will make frequent use of it when she is not around. Uh, but I would bet that over sixty percent of my time at work, I stood only on my left leg, and I don't know why. But I just like would always kind of like kind of stand on my left leg and kind of rock my knee in and out and just kind of cross my right leg over my left ankle or just kind of do whatever. But like I I spent a lot of time putting most of my weight on my left foot, if not all of it. I don't really know why, but that's just like a comfortable position for me. How how have I known you for so many years and I never knew you were a flamingo? <laughs> well, you've never seen me at a standing desk. <laughs> I guess. I mean, sometimes Jeez. I'll, you know, sometimes I'll spread the weight or whatever. I'm doing that right now, but I don't know. I like I don't know. I just kind of it's one of those things that I would have never known about myself either until I was put in a position where I'm standing, you know, 5 days a week every week of the year and you just kind of, you know, habits come out one way or another. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Hmm. All right. Shall we see what goodies you've brought me today? <clears throat> sure, we can call it goodies. I'm sorry. It's okay. Need to wait for it to load. Wi-Fi is being a bit of a poop. Oh, nope, apparently the image just isn't going to load. All right, let's try refreshing the page. Hey, there we go. Okay, the downside to this that I'll need to figure out is that my laptop is, like, off to my right, lower down than I'm comfortable with, and also this comic. This is what's annoying about Go Comics is that you get kind of these old comics or even some new comics that are way smaller than others. Mm-hmm. So I need to kind of, like, I feel like an old person. I'm going to, like, lift it up to myself, to my face. 
Okay, I'm just going to hold it in one hand. I just want it to be at a more comfortable height, you know? Okay, mm-hmm. so... That's where they make books, isn't it? Stack books under it. Yeah. Oh, I, re- I remember this comic. I remember commenting on the <laughs> avatar image of this very strange comic. <laughs> uh, no, oh, yes. as in, like, not this strip. Or, or yeah. like the... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. We have Big Top by Rob Harrell. Her- uh, there is a, uh, I think a poodle, a small poodle, talking to a bear, and the poodle is saying, how can you eat peanut butter and mayo together? Mayo is salty and peanut butter sweet. And the bear says, what? Peanut butter salty. And the poodle says, what? Are you nuts? It's sweet. The bear says salty. The, the poodle says sweet. The bear says salty. And the poodle then, raising their hand, says, Taste test, right here, ten minutes. And the bear, getting even more animated, says, Better bring some water, it's awful salty. Wow. What an experience that was. Wasn't that an experience? It was. That's a, that's a conversation I'd like to see between a poodle and a bear. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be great fun. Really? So do you think <laughs> do you think that uh actually no, not we're we're not even going to start with the peanut butter mark. Is mayo salty? I mean, that's my biggest issue with this comic. I, so the the tough thing with this is that I can say that I've pretty much never had mayo on its own. As it's like it's not like oh, I've taken a God. finger full of mayo. So it's, it's hard for me I to say, but, you. <laughs> but I definitely do not get the impression that it's salty when I've had it on a burger or a sandwich. Um, I, I, it's not, it's doesn't, it's not sweet either. Like it's one of those condiments that you can only describe as creamy as if creamy is a taste. Like yeah. that's, that's, it's like, that's its defining feature is that you put it, people put it on a sandwich, not me typically, I don't. I only get it when it's at a restaurant and it's just on it already. Mm-hmm. Um, but but my understanding is that people use mayo because they have something that's kind of dry and they want to make it moist and or creamy. Mm-hmm. Aaron wants Aaron wants to say one thing. Aaron, tread carefully. Did you, you hear say? that, Grant? No. She she is taking issue that this is the second week in a row that we've talked about mayo allegedly. Is it? I have no memory of talking about mayo last week, but this is how podcasts go. The li- people who listen remember like eighty percent more than the people who record. We also talked about tartar sauce, and I listened to it. Was last week the uh, week that we talked about tartar sauce? I, swear it was last week, maybe I feel like that was two weeks ago. It was recent, though. Oh, it was Tartar. recent. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't deny that it was a recent that we talked about con- recently that we talked about condiments. I just, yeah, yeah, it was definitely two weeks ago because that's when we talked about Nutella and stuff. Hmm. Last week we talked about self-spoiling with movies. I feel like Aaron, did you even listen to this week's episode? Oh my gosh! Yeah. How dare she? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, we th- and you think we talked about Mayo when we also talked about movie spoilers? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> ignoring me. Uh, anyway, recently we did talk okay. about Mayo, but I don't think that's a problem. I-, I think if anything is thematic on here, it is side dishes and or accessories to food. Not food itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I think Mayo's defining feature, as I said, is to provide a creamy moisture to especially things that have bread. Mm-hmm. Or let's just say, yeah, yeah, a bready, carby setup. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's like a an acidic-like twang. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not sweet. It's definitely not salty because it's like, I've never actually made mayo, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't have sugar or salt in it. Hmm. I would not I know, but as think I'm thinking, because like, mayo is largely made up like of eggs, right? Egg yolk and acid or something. I don't know. I know you just disappeared and probably couldn't hear me. Oh, you could probably hear me. because this is the thing, right? How would you describe like what what defining features are there of the flavor of well, egg yolk? Going... Like well, I don't know. It's like yellow and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? What? <laughs> the Skype just like glitched out and I lost <laughs> you for like 10 seconds and then I heard everything you said in those 10 seconds in like two and a half seconds and it was a <laughs> lot for happen. my brain to process. <laughs> I've had that happen before. <laughs> Too bad the recording won't pick it up. <laughs> I know that's very sad, but anyways, let's transition off Mayo here for a sec if we're both satisfied. Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied? I am. I am satisfied. What do you think about peanut butter, Mark? Uh, I mean, I like it. I like crunchy peanut butter, personally, for most things. Uh, But smooth peanut butter is good when it's on something that is already crunchy, namely crackers. Hmm. So I I put smooth peanut butter on saltines, on Ritz crackers, on graham crackers, but... Crunchy peanut butter goes on toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. A follow-up question. Other than honey, <laughs> what do you think is a great adhesive that is found in the kitchen that is food? Because <laughs> I would argue that creamy peanut butter is definitely better than crunchy peanut butter and its ability yeah, to act more... as an improvised adhesive. Yeah, there's more. I'm not sure if surface area is the right way, but like, but like the fact that there aren't clumps in the same way that you wouldn't want yeah. like humps of stuff in your glue in general. It's, people would people would intuitively be like, yeah, I don't know, I don't think this marble filled glue pot is gonna do me any good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. I I'm really questioning the efficacy or effectiveness of this this humpy glue. <laughs> 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 I, I think that's that's like how I'm gonna describe all bad glues. It's really humpy, you know. <laughs> I think that's actually really good. <laughs> People will get what you mean. Uh, well, yeah. I'm gonna not answer your question and instead tell you what definitely isn't a good adhesive, other than humpy okay. glue. Okay. But it's a food. It's a food-based one. Nothing to me is more disappointing than the frosting that they give you in a gingerbread house kit that is explicitly meant oh to be an adhesive, <laughs> but uh, typically falls down pretty hard on the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, That's very frustrating. <laughs> its rheological profile is horrific to be an adhesive. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's some really humpy frosting. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> man. But, but good adhesives. I mean, yeah, I think I think smooth peanut butter would probably be my go-to because it's like, 
when it's in your mouth, you kind of get that, what people describe as like a gummy quality. Like you kind of get that like smacking in your mouth that you can't really avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I suppose depending on how much flexibility you have and how quick drawing you need, I'd, I'd put good money on maple syrup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, right. If you can keep, that. if you, if you can use it and keep, maybe either use it at a cold temperature to start, but, but the tough thing there is that it is not nearly as viscous as something like honey mm-hmm. or especially as peanut butter. Cause I mean, that's the tough thing. Honey really is like the gold standard cause it feels like you're pouring out glue. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it has the perfect level for it. And you, you know, you let, you let a partially empty thing of honey sit around and you get the like glaze crystallized uh, mm-hmm. bits of dried honey. And you can just kind of see, I mean, you get that on the very outside of maple syrup, but it feels way more fragile for whatever reason. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any non sugar based. Yeah. Kitchen adhesives. Um, like, I guess for certain things, you could argue that water is a good adhesive, like something that kind of like, but that's more of like, it's not really an adhesive. That's more like a, because it's like melting something into something else and then the water goes away and now the two things are joined. Yeah. So that's not really fair. I don't fair. know. In, in some ways, I think that like a, a an egg white can be used in that way. Oh, no, egg white is a great kitchen adhesive. You're yeah. totally right. Especially, like, because, like, meringues and stuff, they're kind of, like, sticky and... Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I and I think... I feel like unlike... Well, maybe this isn't unlike. I don't know. Unlike what I would consider would be the behavior of a normal adhesive, you will, like... I feel like you're supposed to heat up egg yolk, and then it kind of adheres oh. then better. Right. In that way too. Yeah. So Yeah, it's like a it's a thermally cured adhesive. Hmm. That's actually there wonderful. Go. There you go. Yeah, so I would say that. That in terms of one that's not very sugary. Yeah. I feel like and, and I'm sure that, you know, people I don't think we're breaking new ground here. I'm sure the several uh online bloggers, uh recipe bloggers would uh have plenty to say on this, but <laughs> I don't think that's our target audience really. <laughs> Come at us, recipe bloggers. We'll 1v1 you on kitchen adhesives sometime. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of what um, modern-day Discovery Channel television show this is that you're creating in this challenge. Mm-hmm. I can't come up with as catchy of a line as television executives could, but I feel like that's a real good, like... You know, like like a weird, almost like a, it's like a, like an engineering show mixed with strange materials, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that would be interesting. You get, you get, you know, Mythbuster type people, you get, you know, you get like Mark Rober and like the, those kinds of uh, people on YouTube mm-hmm. and you give them an engineering challenge with very unusual materials. That would be a good mm-hmm. time. And the winner wins. Ten thousand dollars from Mr. Beast. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds like a YouTube you, series. You know your YouTube grant. I wouldn't have been Heck able to yeah, make that dude. reference. I know what you mean once you said it, but it definitely wouldn't have been on my mind. 
Oh, I probably know my YouTube way too well, too. <laughs> I, I was watching a video today of um, Mark Rober uh, hanging out with Matt Prater, who is the... Yep. Uh, yeah, did you watch this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for those for those listening, it's a very good video. Matt Prater is a is a kicker for the Lions right now, formerly for the Broncos, who holds the world record for the longest field goal in like a competition, like an actual NFL game uh, of sixty four yards. And Mark Grober built a robot that was not even as efficient as it should have been or could have been, but could outpace that a little bit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then you say, no, no, Mark, you don't get, you know, two tons of spring force. You get an egg. <laughs> or we'll you get, give him a case of eggs. You get, you get it. Yeah, you get a pneumatic tube and a case of eggs. Go kick some field goals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that people like him ever go on those like DIY Reddit uh, threads or, or similar websites? And just kind of like these things that at least for me, I'd look at some of these projects and I'd be like, why are you taking the effort to do this? Or be like, yeah, I'm definitely never going to be able to do that. And they just kind of be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cute. And they just kind of do it in the same way that, you know, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's a cool paper airplane to fold or something. I you know have what I mean? no idea. I, I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't I don't know what you're getting at. Just like, you know, you get you get these people who are very good at one thing, right? Or or, mm-hmm. or at this particular kind of skill set. And when you think of the quote unquote average person who puts in a lot of work over a long time and eventually makes this, you know, DIY thing that they post about on the internet, right? Oh uh, yeah. And, and then someone like Mark Rober or let's say like Adam Savage, it's just like, oh, that's very quaint and does it in like a couple hours on their first try. Yeah. So you think they ever do stuff like that? Or do you think they just kind of are looking for the next best thing? Maybe, but I kind of doubt it. I don't know. They probably do, but like, I don't know if it's motivated like that. Hmm. It's sure. more just like, a, oh, I see this thing. Oh, yeah, I have like all the tools and ability to do that. Let's do it quick. Hmm. That's fair. Hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like that's just what like being good at making things lends you is just like, because I feel like DIY things that take people a long time, it's it often takes them a long time because like they're either developing skills during during it or like learning how to use. Well, I guess that's developing skills, but like learning how to use new tools or use tools in a new way. And I feel like people who are very good at making things either already have all those skills or are very good at developing those skills quickly. And so Grant. it leads to them being able to just kind of roll with the punches and kind of kind of jazz on it, if you know what I mean. You know? I don't know if you've been able to hear me this whole time. So I'm just going to keep I, rolling with it. I just heard it. that. I, I you... filled the whole void with sound, so it works. Cool. Um, I'll, I'll figure out how to edit it. <laughs> I was just in the middle of messaging you. I don't know if you're still talking or if Skype is just being weird, but I've heard about three words. <laughs> no, yeah, I kept rolling with it in a complete train of thought, and then I noticed, like, wait, he probably can't hear me, but I was just rolling with it. Uh, Good. So, yeah. Good instincts. Know. Yeah. I figured it would make the editing easier. <laughs> it, it, it actually does. 
All right. Well, on that on that technical glitch, is this <laughs> Skype telling us to move? I think so. I think it's bored of our tangents away from kitchen adhesives. To the right, to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Mark. We're moving to the right, right? Oh, wait, no, it's my turn. Sorry. <laughs> I, that time I thought that you had cut out and I was and I was waiting to, you know, hear little glimpses of your voice. I didn't think that you were waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you because I forgot that it was my turn to read a oh, comic. Oh, man, that's, that's a way more awkward silence knowing that. And I also thought that you'd cut out too, so I was just like, uh. oh, it's a, uh. it's a night, Mark. But we got oh, this is perfect. We got sticky comics. Oh, I didn't realize that. By by Christian Macaulay. We're gonna roll with it. Oh, I hate you, Mark. Um, in this comic, uh, we've got we have a I'm gonna call it a personified donut because it's got legs and arms and it's laying down on its back with kind of its legs pointing towards you and you can't really see the whole body and then you look off to the right and you see a donut hole with two x's and eyes and a frowny face so i presume the donut was beheaded behold and that's the comic what behold the donut was behold, oh, behold. not beheaded yeah yeah sure <laughs> What do you Yikes. think about donut holes, Grant? This is a dark comic, Mark. Oh, I know. Um, I... They're freaking great. Yeah. Like, don't try to get me to talk bad on anything donuts. And I, I'm i hating you a little bit right now because I really want a donut now. <laughs> and I know that I have, like, excuses that I could use to convince myself to make it okay to walk to the donut shop that is, mm-hmm. like, literally within walking distance of my house tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Um, But I know I shouldn't do that. One donut won't kill you. Yeah, but uh, the problem is I don't have that self control. Fair. Yeah. Also, I they was, don't help. I uh, you know, after my super dark secret that I've told you about of always getting like a donut and a breakfast sandwich before I drive up to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, when I'd mention that that I you know had my donut and breakfast sandwich, Aaron'd be like, "And you didn't bring me a donut?" And typically, I'd say, <laughs> "Don't want to travel that well." Uh, but this time, this weekend, especially because I knew we were moving, I bought a half dozen and I had had a couple in the Aww. morning, but I, but four of them made it up. So I thought wow. that was pretty good. Yeah. That's impressive. But what I was wondering with this comic, because I don't think I've ever had a donut like this. Have you ever had a donut without a hole that wasn't filled with anything? Yes. Really? I think you underestimate the number of donuts I've eaten in my life, Mark. (laughs) Like, I've eaten a lot of donuts. I mean, I've had a lot of donuts, too, and I've had, you know, pastries that would fit that description, but not something that is clearly a donut, I don't believe. And and also, I'm not counting, like, a Long John or something. Something that is round, without a hole, and nothing filled in other than just more donut breadiness. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna really? lie. I was I was disappointed because I thought it was filled. 
Mm, I feel okay. like in every instance that this has happened, I have take the or took in taken the donut. <laughs> Definitely uh, not originally took assuming. <laughs> Tooken, I have taken the do. I have tooketh thine donut, expecting it to be filled, and then quickly upon picking it up and examining it closer, noticed that there was no filling injection point. Uh, and that it was clearly just a sad donut. So if you can divorce that experience and bias from the item itself, if if I gave you a donut that had a hole in it, and an equivalent donut without a hole in it, I told you these are the same except one of them has a hole in it, which would you take? Oh, well, the one with more donut. Actually, okay. no. Lies. No. I made a mistake. The one with more frosting surface area, which is going to be the donut with a hole. Uh, well, that's definitely not true to it in most cases that I've seen where how they frost a donut or glaze frosting a donut or whatever. Frosting surface area to volume is mostly what I meant there. But I don't I think, think that changes anything. I think it objectively does. No, no, I'm saying that taking a hole out doesn't change that ratio. <laughs> Yeah, it does, because now you have two sloped sides that get frosting drizzled over them. Well, Rather that, than that, just that the is outer a, perimeter. Uh, hmm. I would... Uh, that, that totally depends on the place that you're getting a donut from. I feel, I feel like, for me, glazed donuts, you could sort of make that... You could make that argument, right? Because you're literally glazing the entire thing. But just a, say, let's say a chocolate frosted donut type of thing, then... Uh, I don't know. I I don't think that that icing is making up for anything. Like anything that's drizzling down. Most places that I've been to don't operate in that way. You've eaten some boo-boo donuts then. (laughs) Well, you'll have to teach me your ways, I suppose. Yeah. Have I complained to you yet about how there's no good donuts around here? You haven't, and that surprises me. Okay, well, let let this be an official complaint. That this particular area of San Francisco has... Essentially, no donuts available, other Business than grocery store donuts. Ooh, yeah. Sad face grocery store donuts. I mean, they're not terrible. They get the job done, but they're oh, definitely yeah. not great. Well, because like any donut is better than no donut. Let's be honest. Well, I would say uh, to a a rounding error, that's probably true. Okay, I won't be too pedantic on that. But however. I was thinking of what sweets don't I don't fall into that category. For me, uh, on average, I would say a jelly bean is definitely worse than no jelly bean. Wait, a jelly bean just like full stop is worse than no jelly bean? For me, yeah, in general. Like on oh. average across all flavors of oh, jelly bean that yeah. are popular. Yeah. Because I don't think that there are many normal, let's say, you know, normal-ish donut types that you could give me that I would turn my nose up to. But there are lots of flavors of jelly beans, and even the best flavors that I've had are still not really doing it for me. Mm-hmm. So, always a disappointment. Them and Peeps. Just oh, actually, re- really, e- Easter just kind of needs to get get its act together. Just give me chocolate. Give me chocolate bunnies, that's all I want. And none of this hollow chocolate bunny BS. Thank you. I Thank want you. a solid chocolate bunny. Or, if it's hollow, it better be freaking filled with something gosh darn delicious. Yeah, like softer chocolate. Or like caramel. 
or more that yeah can't be too money? much though because given how know. given how hollow given how hollow some of those can be i don't oh, think i'd true. want it to be filled with caramel i'm not even sure the chocolate could contain it <laughs> given how thin be, the shell often is that'd be pretty legendary though true but what I, what i can say is that you know the, the world is afraid to take such a stand but this podcast isn't more chocolate bunnies more chocolate mm-hmm. in our bunnies mm-hmm. that'll be our 2024 platform more chocolate in our bunnies. That sounds weird. We shouldn't do that. We should cut that out. <laughs>